Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thanks for joining me again today. This is a great day. This is the day the Lord's made. And, folks, we are going to rejoice and we're going to be glad in it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. Those who are listening all across uh, some states and, uh, and you in southern Idaho and in northern Idaho and those that are taking a chance to go to the archives and listen and those who are listening online, thank you for listening. You know, I hope that I can bring you some truth that you can grasp a hold of and it could be life-changing. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for every listener. Watch over their lives. Lead them in their lives. Open up doors for them and may they see you clearly. May this Christmas season be the best season ever because you are in the center of their lives. Lord, if any are discouraged right now, any are struggling with discouragement, in the name of Jesus, lift them up. May the power of God overwhelm them. Lord, be with our leaders. Be with our mayors, our governors. Lord, help them to make godly decisions, decisions based on your will and not theirs. God, we need your will to be done. I thank you for the leaders at the State House, Lord, as I was able to share with a few of them recently. I pray, God, you would just give them wisdom. They're great people, Lord, and I thank you for them. Lead them, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as I'm just thumbing through the, uh, the scripture here with my producer, Josh, on the other side of the window, uh, waving at us. He's waving at everybody. Hey, Josh, you know. Josh was uh, had been has been in our church for years and years as a kid growing up with his parents and uh, now works at the radio station and he is actually one of the main cogs to keep this thing going so it's good to see him on the other side of the screen but I told him I said we're just going to find today we had a Christmas party and so I realized I was a couple uh, show short so I decided to just to randomly come in and pick a couple scriptures and just roll and that's exactly what we're doing I'm not apologizing for it I'm just saying that's what we're doing we're just rolling today, Josh. Thank you for uh, uh, urging me on in there. And folks, uh, I love the Apostle Paul. I love uh, the books that he wrote, which is, I believe, 13 and maybe 14 in the New Testament. One of them is not sure. But, you know, he talked, he wrote to the church at Ephesus, and he was sharing with them some really great things uh, from the very beginning. You know, he was talking about spiritual blessings. He's talking about being made alive in Christ. You know, he was talking about uh, people being united in spirit. Fourth chapter is all about being united in the church and unite with brothers and sisters. That's why I think churches, we've got to get out of this denominationalism and get about saving and touching lives, working together. It's not about what church you go to. It's about who you serve, and you serve a living God. You serve Almighty God. You know, my daughter is going to a different church than I pastor, which, you know, I wish she was going to my church now, but she moved back here and wanted to kind of have a new identity, and she's going to a really good church across town. And, in fact, actually they've been online because they haven't been going. But you know what? It doesn't matter. If as long as you're serving God and involved in a good, make sure it's a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. That's uh, certainly what matters. But let's bind together as a group. Let's let's be there, each other's cheerleaders. I think that's important. And I want to be your cheerleader. Wherever you go to church, I want to cheer you on. Good chance I know your pastor. Uh, you know, I know a lot of pastors and and you know what? I There's not a one of them I don't like. I can tell you that. I think they're just wonderful people because they're sensing the call of God on their life. And that's certainly what I want to do in my life. 
The Bible says in chapter 5 of Ephesians, the Apostle Paul says, Be imitators of God, therefore as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Be imitators of God. How do you know God? How can you be an imitator of somebody you've never seen? Well, you have to develop a relationship with him. You have to get into his word. You've got to know what he's about. You've got to read the Old Testament and find out what he's about in the New Testament. Find out what he's about and what, how, why he sent Jesus and how all that works. You, and then you can be an imitator of him. But he gives us some help there. He says, love, uh, live a life of love. Love is a very important. And we even find Paul writing to the church at Corinth in the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians. They call it the love chapter because love is so important. You know, you heard the old poem from years ago. It's love, it's love, it's love that makes the world go round. Folks, we've got to love people. He says, just as Christ has loved us, and he gave, gave himself up for us. He loved us so much. God loved us so much that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, who went to a cruel cross with the sins of the future and all sins on his shoulders, saying, I'm shedding my blood for you. I'm shedding my blood that you could have life eternally if you believe on me. And that day, on the three crosses, stood this one criminal. He stood, I say stood, he was on the cross. And he was there and he was dying. He knew he was going to die that day. And as he listened to Christ and as he saw him, something got a hold of his heart. And he said, Jesus, remember me. And Jesus said, today you will be with me. In paradise. Today you will be with me in paradise. Some people have questions about eternity, have people uh, questions about dying. Well, what Jesus told the thief is that that day he would be with Jesus in heaven. He would be there that day. Not a waiting period, but that day. Well, you know, you can get into a lot of theology, a lot of ideas, a lot of things on, on what's going to happen at the very end. I take that very serious because I believe what Jesus was saying in his last, some of his very last words. But among you, he said, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality. Huh. Oh, boy. You know, it's even rampant in churches, sexual immorality, and they justify it. We go out and we don't worry about it. We say, God forgives. We'll just do it because God forgives. He said there shouldn't even be a hint of it. Or of any kind of impurity. That's talking about anything that's impure, anything that's not of God. And here's one that hits everybody through the eyes. Or of greed. Of greed. We want, we want, we want. Do you know how many people actually tithe in churches today? Oh, maybe, maybe 20%. A lot of people give. They give an offering. They don't give a tithe, a 10% tithe. The Old Testament tithe means 10%. They don't give 10% of their income. I'm telling you what. I'm glad my dad started me out giving me a, like a dollar allowance and saying, or uh, and or somebody gave me the dollar, I think it was this lady, but said, Tom, a diamond, that's God's. A diamond, that's God's. I got that ingrained early on and out of Malachi and in the Old Testament. And, and then, of course, in the New Testament, he says, give out of your heart. You know, don't give begrudgingly, but give out of your heart. And, you know, it's sometimes we get carried away and we allow greed to take us. It's all about our money. Folks, everything we have is God's. We just give back to him graciously and generously. 
It says because it's improper for God's holy people to live with impure lives and with greed and sexual immorality. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. I've got to admit, over the course of time and years, I've done that thing. I've had to say, Lord, forgive me. Help me to move forward. Stop. Wake me up when I start saying things I shouldn't say. For this you can be sure. Listen to this, folks. Are you listening? Verse 5, for this you can be sure. Paul is very straight on this. He says, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man is an idolater, listen to this, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath His anger comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. Folks, if this is not the most stern of warnings about living upright lives, no impure, no greedy, no immoral person will enter the kingdom of Christ. Therefore, do not be partners with them. People of God, he wants us to be holy. He wants us to live above reproach. For you were once darkness, but now you're the light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Now, don't go beating yourself over the head because you've messed up. Because the Bible says we've all sinned, and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And folks, you look back even at the Old Testament. Of course, Adam and Eve sinned. But thank goodness they got their lives straightened out. And then Noah. You know, Noah... Saved, so, uh, saved his family, and, dest- and the world was destroyed by the flood. But afterwards, Noah sinned. Abraham, a man after God in the lineage of David, Abraham sinned. David, David, who had the heart after God, they said he had a heart after God, committed adultery with Bathsheba and had her husband Uriah killed. Moses murdered, but God forgave him. Peter denied him three times, but God forgave him. So what I'm telling you is this, don't beat yourself over the head because you have sinned, or maybe you've continued in that sin. But what I'm telling you is this, stop, stop, turn your eyes on him right now. Say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I want to move forward. I want to be like David. I want to be like Abraham. I want to be like Moses, I want to turn my eyes on you, and I know you forgive me, and you know, Lord, I don't have to keep asking because I know you've forgiven me. I know it's taken care of, but he wants you to admit it. But if you're continuing to live in sin, as the New Testament John, 1 John says, if he who practices righteousness is of God, he who practices sin is of the devil. Practices is over and over again. You don't change your ways. People of God, we all can change our ways. I've had to change some of my ways. You've had to change some of your ways. But you know this, God loves you so deeply. That's why he sent Jesus Christ for you. And I don't want anybody to wallow in guilt. I want you to give it to God and move forward. And when you fall down and when you slip and you stumble and you have a hard time getting up, get back up again. God will lift you up. He will get you going. He'll put you back in the right place. 
You know, He wants to use you for His glory. He wants you to be a living witness for Him. He loves you, I love you, and I pray your day is filled with His glory. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.